cutters. We're three weeks into baseball. We got Padres Dodgers World Series. They're going to change the rules of baseball to give us what we want. Uh, yeah, we're three weeks in. Baseball has been really dope. Uh, we're excited to bring the pod back and, and chat up. What's going on, fellas? Doing good. Uh, they have definitely been a while. I feel like a lot has changed in two weeks. <laughs> Some teams we were talking about week one, uh, maybe not so great anymore. But uh, yeah, excited to be back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm amped. Um, things I mean in the opposite way too. Teams that we we wrote off are now all of a sudden up there as best teams. I think we're going to talk about the A's today, and we wrote them off as you know one of those teams that like they should win the division, and then we wrote them off because they lost to the Dodgers and Astros, and now they're they're dominating. So lots to talk about this week. So I'm excited to dive into it. Baseball is so bizarre. I think that's really like my takeaway from the first three weeks is is just the most bizarre sport, and that's what makes it amazing. Uh, so yeah, got a fun episode. We're just gonna run through a bunch of stuff. Uh, the on deck section, so we're calling it. You know, in the hole, we got some guys betting cleanup, whatever. You know, Rockies GM. We'll talk about him. Uh, before we get there, follow us on the socials. Follow us on Twitter at Daisy Podcast. Join the Facebook group. We got a fun little community growing over there uh the links are in the show notes and i say that with the tone because that just depends if i remember to include that or not so um the, the links are in the show notes <laughs> all right a little, little confident a little, little confidence there Nick. they will be there. yeah <laughs> yeah uh we had a weekend uh i was alone which yeah brian it was nice to hang out this weekend virtually our uh the girls were in uh san diego for my future wife's bachelorette party, which just meant we got to play video games all weekend. Um, so, <laughs> lots of lots of MLB the show when the servers were working, and lots of Rocket League. So it was it was a wild weekend. I finally got my Albert Pujols card, uh, and then she walked through the door, so I still have yet to actually use it. I spent about fourteen hours playing this game to just grind and get this card, and then um, I haven't been able to use it. So that's somewhere on the docket this weekend, in between wedding planning and we got another wedding this weekend so i'll find a way let's talk dodgers san diego or uh, dodgers versus the dads uh as i like to call them on twitter uh great series i mean they just keep delivering this is like the third time that they've played each other so far uh shout out the series yeah i know i know nick has a lot to say about the series um you know as a dodger fan it was i mean games are great um, I mean, every game felt like a playoff game. I, I saw a thing where it was like, out of all, I think they played each other seven times. Six of the times, like a tying run or run to take the lead has come to the plate in the ninth inning in six six of the seven games. So literally every game is coming down to the wire. Um, and that's what you want. I mean, these are the two, probably two best teams in baseball, and they are, you know, not holding back. I will say to defend, you know, my Dodgers is that like half the lineups hurt. So, you know, I would expect the Padres to, you know, kind of to be good. Um, and also, yeah, I just think, and we'll talk about the 10th inning rule in a little bit, but that also just kind of killed my, my vibe last night for the game. But, um, yeah, end on. Let's hear from from you on on your thought takes on the series. I fucking love this series. So the, <laughs> this was – no, because I, I, was, I was telling you guys before we started recording – like last time we had a podcast, I was a little rough on baseball. Definitely had some, you know, mean things to say about the league. Like this series was just awesome. As BP was saying, I feel like every game had like a playoff kind of atmosphere and you're just naturally like gravitating. You can't change the channel. You just have to watch every at bat. It just like had that intensity the entire way. And you can tell both of these teams are just electric. They got star power. They're going to be the type of teams you're going to want to watch again as the season goes on. And we got to talk about him. I know BP, they've heard a lot about him <laughs> <laughs> the entire entire weekend. We were texting about that last night. But, I mean, Fernando, Tatis, like this is why I had him in my top ten players in baseball. You see what he can do when he's on. He is just electric. And, I mean, we don't have to talk about it too much, but obviously two off Kershaw, two off what, Bauer, and then one off May. I mean, all in, all in like one series. That was just – it was awesome. The series just got me excited for baseball. It was just great. I think what's most impressive about that that series in particular for him is he just came back off the injured list from like separating his shoulder. And to also show up in that large moment and it'd be that good offensively after that, I think is a huge testament to him. 
Um, so I was happy to see that because, like, you don't want to see one of the best players in baseball get hurt. And, like, you know, he's probably going to have to get surgery eventually. They're probably just delaying it at this point to try to push for the playoffs, which, you know, could be a future topic on another, another episode, like, you know, the potential downfall of what that could mean for the, you know, six years from now Padres. But for now, they're going for it. So I, it, it was really nice to see Tatis deliver on that. Yeah, and I, I love Tatis. He's I mean, he's so much fun to watch and I I love him when he's not playing the Dodgers, especially. Um, but like the one thing that we we talked about was like on the ES, like on ESPN last night was like he would be eight batters away. Like he would just bat and he would get out. And then it's like they're like talking about how the Dodgers need a plan for the next time Tatis comes up and it's like, yeah, I mean, he's good. He's like arguably top 10 player of baseball, but like it's a game in April. It is like an intense game, but like we don't need every sentence to include his name in it. And I think that was just one thing that's like, I, I love Tatis and I think he's great, but like there's also so many players on both teams. There's Machado, there's Cronenworth like coming up as like a really good player. Um, there's Mookie Betts. There's like Chris Taylor's having an amazing season. And it's like, we didn't get to hear about any of them because we just talked about Tatis every single moment. I think that's something that, in a series like like you mentioned two star power teams it's like we need to talk about other players other than him even though he is amazing but that was one thing that at least i was frustrated with especially espn was like well they need to work around this guy and they walk him and then you face tatis and they're just like okay like we get it like tatis will come up that's fine it's like it just was a lot i think of it like in basketball with like zion um with like the number one pick like they talk about him every single day it was like all right we get zion's gonna be good but there's other players like i don't know i like again i love zion so it's another one of those things but it's just a lot i do agree i i he was in like every sentence i feel like on espn last night i will say though to to their credit right like we talked about marketing like their players and like hyping them up they do a nice job of that i mean for your, like your average fan everyone's gonna realize oh this guy's a star um, but the BP's point, it would have been nice to hear about the other players, you know, who are having you know good seasons so far. I will say my, my last take, like last thing on this, what I really appreciate about the series, and so far both series this year have been great, Dodgers, Padres, but um, the Padres aren't scared for, for this, like this moment right now. Like you can see that in their play, and you can see this entire series. They embraced the energy. They embraced being the quote-unquote little brother. Um, and it's just exciting to watch. Both these teams are so good. And I, I still think the Dodgers would win in a playoff series probably eight out of ten times. Um, but, man, I just I loved what I saw. It was so fun. Yeah. I mean, it was great. And the, the other thing I want to tell is, like, the Trevor Bauer-Tatis little rivalry. I loved it. And I loved Trevor Bauer afterward being like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I got to pitch better. I think that's the mindset we kind of need more of. Um, they were, like, tweeting at each other and, like, daddy was thrown yeah. around which was kind of so, weird yeah then supposedly <laughs> supposedly bauer thinks that tatis was like peaking the signs oh that yeah that was a new uh so anyway, yeah, bauer aggravates me because he's the kind of guy who will commend you on chirping back but then also 30 seconds later drag you for somehow cheating and it's like all right dude like you're you're also openly the guy that like wants MLB to find him for like using pine tar on your hands. Like you're you're trying to get suspended. Like you are the worst. Anyway, he bothers me. I think he's a crazy <laughs> person, and he has like no. He's just not. He's, he's unstable. He's just like an unstable guy. Um, the, the, I want to go back to the ES. Go go ahead. No, just uh, one one thing on Bauer. I, my my favorite thing is that he like I don't like <laughs> I don't really like him, but. He lives in other people's heads rent-free. Like, the Mets players still talk about him. They haven't even played the Dodgers this year. And, like, Marcus Stroman still, like, side, like subtweets him at shit. And, like, Tatis is, like, covering his eye because, like, of something Bauer did in spring training. It's, like, he is a, a prick, like, like, definitely. But, like, the fact that he gets under these people's skin is, like, I think it's, like, I just like kind of like it. Like I have my buddy who's a Mets fan. Like, well, I don't like Bauer. Blah blah. blah. So I was like, bro, you don't even care. Like, why are you? Why do you care? It's because he lives in his in their head rent free. So I, I, I do good. like that. He's good for baseball. Oh yeah. Like he's he's the baseball version of Patrick Reed in golf. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, he, and that's a pretty just, good comparison. He just does negative stuff that people hate, but he can't get keep himself out of the news. Like every time he does something, you just have to talk about him. He's a free spirit. That, that, yeah, he's that's a, for sure. I, yeah. Yeah, he's a free spirit. I want to talk about the ESPN coverage because I find them so unbelievably aggravating. 
Yes. And I don't know how to fix this because I think that baseball has – we've, we've brought this up before. Like the TV coverage and blackouts and like it's impossible to stream a local sports team is crazy. That is a huge issue. I also think like another side to that coin is when there is a game on TV – there is a real disconnect between like what is happening on the field, baseball strategy, and what they're talking about. Like baseball, okay, to the point about oh, we gotta like pitch around these guys because or we gotta, you know, um, Tatis comes up in, you know, ten batters from now and you know, like where are we gonna do is like at pitches and actual at bats and base runners are so valuable. Like we're gonna talk about like walking certain guys or like not pitching to certain guys or pitching around certain guys or like where we're gonna like it infuriates me because like what I loved as a kid and like this is a very like this is just a personal thing so no one else might agree with this but like when I watch baseball as a kid you're watching the game to like learn like baseball is the only sport in my opinion that you actually watch professional and you try to pick up on little like tiny ticks. Like how do the how does the third baseman and shortstop like come into a pitch? You know, like as they time the pitch delivery, like how do they get into like position? Like that's a thing I picked up like just watching baseball tonight when I was a kid. Like there are like no pitcher that's like pitching in freshman year of high school is like, oh yeah, that other kid on the rival team is like pretty good. Like I gotta like you know make sure I think about him when he comes up in three innings from now. It's like no, like you're gonna fucking face the guy that you have like face the guy at the plate i don't know it, it just irritates me yeah I, I think the other thing that has frustrated me it's like they'll they'll cut to like buster only is one of the guys and i think he's fine but it's like they'll start talking about like what he had for lunch and, and stuff it's like just like pay attention to the game like nick and i like we were talking talk, talking about this last night it's like they just don't stop talking and it's like you, baseball is a sport. Baseball is a sport too. Where like you don't need someone to be like narrating every single thing, like like basketball, where you're like, well, who, this guy's the ball now, this guy's the ball now. It's like no, you can like take a moment between pitches, like just like the atmosphere is great. I think baseball is the best sport to like take a nap to too. It's like you don't need to be talking like twenty four seven, and they just always talk, and it's always it's never it's never always related to baseball either. It's like. Oh, Alex Rod- like, talk to a- Alex Rodriguez about how he's trying to buy the Timberwolves. It's like, okay, but, like, I don't care. Like, talk about the game. Uh, but when they do talk about the game, it's, like, not even good. So it's, like, I don't know. The one thought I've had is, like, you know, you have ESPN and ESPN, too. It's, like, get both uh, broadcast booths, like, on each of those. So you do the, the local broadcast. I think that would be interesting. I'm sure contracts wouldn't make that work or something. But I, I think would, that's, like, I would at love least, that. Yeah, I think there's a very real problem in baseball broad. Like people shit on broadcasters. It is an impossible job. Like I totally understand that. Like it is very difficult because any little thing that you say is going to be taken out of context and you're going to be scrutinized. With that being said, like they do such a poor job of of letting the moment breathe. Like, all right, if there's bases loaded in the tenth inning with the uh, you know Gatterall's pitching or something, like they. I don't know. They just consistently talk, like, just let the moment play itself out. Or, like, all right, so today I was listening to the Cubs game because I'm an old man and I listen to the radio because I can't freaking watch my own team. (laughs) So Ron Coomer is talking about how um, Charlie Morton is cheating during the game. He's, like, he's got pine tar on his hat and he keeps touching it. He's, like, the ump, it's, he's, like, it's very clear what's happening. Like, you got to be in charge of the game. It's, like, yeah. But the way that baseball is currently being played is that everyone is okay with that. Like everyone is doing that. Every, every it's an unwritten that no one talks about is like pitchers use pine tar to get a better grip. Ba- the players union doesn't make a stink of it. Batters don't make a stink of it. It is like a known commodity that they do this. Like you can't in the booth talk about like it's just not the same. Like it's just I don't know. It infuriates me because there's like a disconnect between like what is happening on the field and like what is meaningful to the person in the box it's like i you're so hard to relate to and, and broadcasting is important i i feel like that to your guy even besides you know what they're talking about you got they got to be good at what they're doing because you, you watch a good game right in any other sport doesn't matter what it is even baseball like a good announcer makes a huge impact for the viewer at home see but and when you're watching a great game like we were last night right but then we're hearing these two goofs just non-stop like talk, talk back and forth about just random shit half the time too 
it's kind of like you're taken away from just my the enjoyment of watching this game for me. They <laughs> they treat Alex Rodriguez like he's some sort of yeah, but like in yeah. a way that's weird. Like they like uh, idolize him as like a like non human form god titan that's in the booth with them. It's so bizarre. Um, he lost Jalo, so he's no god. <laughs> he lost Jalo, but yeah, he's gonna bad, acquire though. the Timberwolves. It's a good breakup is uh, just buying a sports team. I think him uh, buying them brought, brought her back, though. I think they're back. Uh, but, like, I think, like, with Brock Assets, Kessler, baby. Like, like, I don't – maybe Joe Buck. I don't – I've got weird things. I, don't, I, 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 have, like, I do not hate. like Joe Buck. I do not but, like – But, like, him. I'm trying to think, like, we're, like, Mike Breen, yeah, but I think for Joe example, Buck is good because he lets the moment breathe. Like, he is good yeah. at the pace of baseball. Yes, the pace, yes. But Mr. Monotone will never win over my heart because broadcasting. <laughs> But like I like I think with like like Mike Breen for NBA, it's like there's so many iconic moments. Like I think of like Curry hitting a three against the Thunder, and it's like bang bang. It's like those are moments that like are so like an amazing moment and an amazing broadcast moment. Yes, I like for national broadcasters for baseball. I can't even think of like one moment that was made better recently because of like the announcers. Like mate, like. Joe Davis on the Dodgers, like, bias is really, really good at it. Um, and obviously, like, before that was Vin Scully, who, like, had m- numerous memorable calls. But, like, I just feel like there aren't, at, like, the national side, like, I feel like Matt Viscursion tries to be that guy by saying, like, Santa Maria and, like, screaming after every hit. Um, but it's, like, too much. I just, I, 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 we're missing, like, a Mike Breen, I feel like, in baseball. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, I want to get back to uh, what you were mentioning, Brian, about how it's a it's just an April regular season game and that, you know, good for the Padres to be fired up, but, like, it's meaningless to you. Uh, as a Dodgers fan, I will say, as a Cubs fan who was in this position in 2015 as the Padres, it is very exciting. So you have been there because your team has been good for, like, a decade and they continue to spend, like, shitloads of money. But it is fun when you finally get to be competitive. Like, it is different, even if it's April. It is different. And no, I will I, say, the Dodgers got off to a historic pace. The Padres are still only three games back. So these games do matter, because if the Dodgers are going to push for 110 wins, like, if you can scrape one or two early in April, that could make a huge difference. Well, the... I'm like obviously they, they they have meaning and obviously like like as I mentioned it's like an intense series and it was great. I think the way that the Dodgers approach these games are different than the way the Padres approach it. Where the Padres emptied their True. entire bench in the ninth inning to try to win it then, and the Dodgers were like, "We're gonna pitch Jimmy Nelson for two or three innings," like because they don't want to waste True. the bullpen because they're looking forward to other games so i think that's the way where the dodgers are looking at we're trying to win 110 games and the padres are like we're trying to prove ourselves that we can compete with the dodgers i don't think either option is wrong i think both are great ways of approaching especially like you said the padres have been non-competitive for the last whatever 20 30 years so it is like since existence yeah (laughs) and like yeah pretty much um but i think like they're they're both different ways of approaching it we're like if the dodgers if this was more meaningful i think kenley jansen would have been on the mound like in the ninth instead of jimmy nelson like not meaningful sorry that's like the wrong but i think if the dodgers like we have to if this is a have to win i think they would have treated differently where the Padres were like we got to put our best guys in now because we need to win this game um yeah i think that's fair i think for the average baseball fan you're not thinking about that like that's why this has been so blown up about the padres like winning a game or two because it's like to that point yeah they used like they used all their best players to win a playoff game versus the dodgers are trying to play for september yeah and i mean it was great like again love the series we could probably talk about the entire podcast yeah Um, we could (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little upset that the next the next time they play each other is in June. Like I, May is gonna maybe we'll still have good games, but already looking forward to those games in June. Well, the Padres are in third place behind the Giants, so they got a lot of they still got some stuff going on. <laughs> Agreed. Um, All right, let's uh, let's stick in the Bay. Uh, the yeah. A's, who we rode off week one after they looked like the worst team in baseball. Or the second worst behind the Cubs. They looked like a terrible team. Uh, and they have gone on a 13-game winning streak. They've won two games on walk-off errors. Who's to say that this is sustainable? But baseball is baseball, and you got to win games however they come to you. So I don't really care. Lots of weird shit happens in baseball. You just got to win games. So I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's, it, I mean, Nick, you actually mentioned when we were talking about how the A's aren't doing good, you're like, well, yeah, but they played the Astros and the Dodgers, so maybe they aren't as bad as we think. And I think that might be true. They have, like, their pitching's looking good. Their offense is starting to come around. Um, but, yeah, like, I think their their demise was greatly exaggerated. But, um, I mean, to win 13 games in a row, you got to get some lucky bounces, and they definitely have. But you also have to be pretty good. You know, you can't just, you know, win all of them by sheer luck. So, A's are back, and now that we say that, next week we're going to talk, and they're going to have a five-game losing streak. So, I'm happy they played the non-Astros and non-Dodgers. Like you get a good feel for the team. It's like, well, I keep bringing it back to my Cubbies. I thought the Cubs sucked ass for like two and a half weeks, which they still might actually be really bad. But they faced Brandon, who we're going to talk about later. They faced Brandon Woodruff like three times, and like he's. He's like probably the Cy Young front runner. So Cy like, Young, so like at, <laughs> Cy Young, baby. Yeah, at some point you're like, all right, like you're just running into a buzzsaw over and over and over because baseball scheduling is weird, and you just faced this team four times in the first, you know, three weeks. But yeah, shout out the A's. I think it's cool. I love winning streaks in baseball because, like you said, there's always weird stuff that happens that gets you to, you know, your seventh win. Like you're you're going for the seven. You get one, you know, you probably won two series in a row sweeps and then like something weird happens that you you break through against the Orioles or something so good for them yeah honestly not much to add to that but like the biggest thing there is just the craziness of baseball you know peaks and valleys the entire season ride momentum sometimes you'll be down and it's just the A's good you know kudos to them 13 games that division looks like it sucks I know they don't look very good no one in that division looks good right now no, the Angels are 500, even though they have a pitcher who's leading the league in home runs. So, yeah, yeah, they're 500. The Mariners are probably not real. They're 13 and nine. They're a game behind the A's, and the Astros are below 500. And the Rangers are going to be bad, even though we love the Rangers because of our boy West. But yeah, that that division looks like trash, hot trash. Yeah. Um, let's th- let's stay in the West here. Um, this is this is news today. Uh, the Rockies GM Jeff Bridge stepped down today, which is weird. Like a month less, like a month into the season, um, I was reading that he was like a lame duck GM, so he was gonna get fired at the end of the year anywhere. They weren't gonna renew his contract and decided to quit now, which is just weird. Like without, like I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on like you know trades Nolan Arenado for basically nothing. He ba- he got like in a fight with Nolan Arenado like a couple years ago, which kind of kickstarted this whole thing. And now you trade him for nothing, and then you're just like, see ya. I love this shit. This is so <laughs> funny. Because if you relate this to like your regular person day job, this would be like totally fucking something up. And then three weeks later, being like, nah, like I'm going to, res- I'm, I'm leaving. You know, I ended up getting a better job elsewhere. Like you just leave a tire fire behind and you still get, like, you know, you cash your check and you've got your savings account. Like they traded the best third baseman in baseball, probably top five, 10 player baseball. And he's just like, nah, I'm good. I think that's so – I don't know. There's just something about it with baseball that makes it so much funnier. Uh, this doesn't happen in in basketball or football. No, absolutely not. This is just bizarre. Um, and poor job by ownership, let's be honest. That's, like, where this ultimately well, – like. Lies. Hey, at least they have the All-Star game. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Congrats on that. Um, everything else is a mess, but congrats on that. And, and the thing with it, too, is, I mean, if you're an ownership, right? Like, okay, you have Nolan Arenado one of the best players in the game. And then you know this GM is probably not going to be back, it sounds like. You kind of already knew that. BP was saying he's like a lame duck GM. Then why did you let him make the decisions you did? And then now he's just going to leave. There was no planning by by ownership here. So if you're a Colorado Rocky fan, like you got to be pissed at them right now. Yeah, this is where like a franchise in a video game goes wrong. Like you accidentally like you didn't get back the return when trading a guy and you're just like, all right, I'm like, re- I'm starting over. Like I just quit, quit <laughs> franchise and like start new. Like that, I don't, it's so funny. The thing with me that's, that is crazy about this is that I feel like you could have talked to Nolan Aaron as ownership and been like, if your problem is with this GM, we will fire him tomorrow. We'll bring in a new guy and like, let's reset everything. Yeah. And they're like, they could have, like literally, if that if this happened six months ago, like Arenado still could be on the Rockies, you know. And, like sports, it's just a yeah. Sports has this allegiance to like the 
like football guys. Like that's my, you know, like there's always a guy in every locker room who's like the coach that no, like no one likes, but the general manager is like his best friend. So like, he's just, is he's the guy, like he just stays there and no one can get rid of him. And like Mickey Calloway, like Trevor, like the angels needed a freaking starting pitcher so bad. And Trevor Bauer's like, nah, this guy's a creep and I hate him. And they're like, all right, like we'll stick with Mickey Calloway. Like, like this guy, exactly. Like ownership can't look at be like, all right, we have Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado. Like we probably could win, we could make a wild card team in the National League. Like it'd be tough against the, uh, maybe a team or two from the NL East, but like the NL Central stinks, and you have to play the Padres. But like, it's, there's nothing to say that you can't compete late in the season with those two guys. They're really good. They're probably the best player at their position. And the other thing too is again, if you're gonna rebuild it. Why would you let this guy make that trade when you know he's out the door? I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. Weird. Like, it's just all around a mess. Thanks to the ownership. Yeah, the Rockies are. I mean, yeah, they're not a baseball town, so I don't really think that anyone honestly cares. Go Denver, abs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're definitely an avalanche town. <laughs> uh, seven inning no hitter. We're just all over the West Coast today. This is nice. Uh, yeah. Mad bum. Wait, you, you want to? Is someone else you want to talk about? No, I, I was saying I agree. We're West Coast. We're just we're, we're West Coast living. West Coast living. Yeah, we're on your time tonight, BP. Uh, I love it. Mad bum, uh, threw a seven inning no hitter asterisk yesterday. Thoughts? Yeah, like my biggest thing is one, it's it doesn't count as a no hitter. It's, it's not a which no is hitter. which is weird. But then uh, Zach Gallon threw a one hitter, and that's officially a one hitter in the in the same seven inning thing but it's not officially a no like if, if baseball made the rule that there's a seven inning game the most you, you can pitch is seven innings then it's a seven inning no hitter like at least put like a no hitter seven or something like in parentheses because it's not bumgarner's fault he couldn't go two more innings right it's the like you know it's just yeah the, so i have the, i have two points of view on this one is that is if if you are comfortable as a league saying that this is an official game if it goes seven innings then it's a that's an official no hitter like he pitched the max capacity of the game that you allowed him to play in it'd be like would it 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 would it not would it be considered a no hitter if a guy pitched uh five and two thirds no hit ball and then it started raining so they canceled the game but they gave it a win to the other team because they played enough innings so is that not considered a no hitter it should be like like I know that like baseball is weird with all their old traditions, but like to me, it's like the it's an official game. Like it is right. a no hitter. Just put a little parentheses to your point that denotes that it's seven innings. But this brings me on my other topic is like I hate the double header seven inning rule so much. Like, I just give me the two the two nine inning games. I want I want the extra at bats. I want the game. So so many things happen in baseball late in the game because of bullpen usage and lots of other stuff. That's like. I really do think it takes away from the game that you shorten the actual innings of play. Like it's been nine innings for 120 years. Like I, there are other ways to make baseball more exciting and speed it up. I, I don't know. It, it blows my mind that again, I was going to be nice to baseball today, but <laughs> seeing that we're going down, seeing that we're talking about this, it's like, why are you implementing rules I know there's a there's a want to speed up the game somehow. I don't know if there's a way to do that personally, but like, why are you trying to implement new rules or new things that just don't really make any sense with the tradition of the game? We talked about that too last podcast. Like this built on tradition is baseball, but now you're gonna try to like mess with that. And in ways, clearly, I think most fans, whether it be the extra inning base runner on second or what we're talking about now with seven innings and a doubleheader, like. Why, why would you do that? It just makes no like, sense. I would, I would rather have them shorten the whole season and give the guys more rest days Yeah. than I would have the same amount of games, but you're just going to shorten some of them. It'd be like basketball keeping an 82-game schedule, but they're going to play some back-to-back and only play two halves. Like two, sorry, two games. <laughs> I was doing the math there. I'm like, sorry. that's a whole game. Two, yeah. I meant just two, two games, but each game is just like a half. You know, like that counts yeah. as two whole yeah. games is that, what I was trying to up. say. Yeah, we can. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. They just you know, play, like, instead they play one full game. <laughs> just do yeah. half. They play, one, they play one full game, but they count as two. But like that's, I, I don't know. 
I, baseball just, bothers me in this. It's like if you're going to try to make it safer for everyone because they're playing too much and it's like hard of their bodies, it's like, yeah, the fucking season's eight months long and you make some guys play like 30 days in a row. <laughs> like, right. it's, you shorten it, cut out some games, <laughs> like give them an off day. I don't. Yeah, and it's an, it's another one of those rules that's like, Last year, you're trying to get through 60 games. You need some double headers. Let's just get through seven innings. Let's just get through them. Like play two games. I understand that, but like you said, it's 162 games. Like either bring it back down to 154 or 140. Something like you know, cut it down and make sure like, hey, teams can play two games back to back or two nine inning double headers don't ruin everything. Like it's just weird. Seven innings is just a weird thing. And like you said, like so much has happened in the eighth and ninth inning that like change games. Like it's such a weird thing to like not have those two innings to make a difference where like a team's down one, nothing in the seventh. And it's like, well, that's the game you had six. Yeah. You don't get six more outs. Like, I, I mean, this isn't, yeah, this isn't high school baseball. Like, like, I, I don't know. That's what I have to equate, equate it to. This is the big leagues. Like, just like play a full game. I, like, I don't I don't get it. Like you do this for kids that are 10 years old because they're tired and they want to go home. Like, all right, we're going to make two, five inning games. Like, all right. <laughs> Good luck, guys. It's like, all right, like these are yeah. like professional athletes. Like, let's play a full game. You don't have to worry about you know the sun going down or you can't see the ball anymore. This is the MLB. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like fill that place for nine yeah, innings we don't, and let's. We have don't have fun. to leave the field because Johnny's mom <laughs> right. rented the field out for like a picnic later. Like it's just it's a stadium. Right. I don't know. It bothers me. Anyway, I I consider it. I think Mad Bum throws a no hitter. They should just put an asterisk next to it or like a little print. Not even an asterisk. A little parentheses or something. Because that's a no-hitter. He threw as many as he could. But with that being said, I also have it in the back of my head that it's not real because, like, so many no-hitters get broken in the eighth and ninth inning. Or, like, if this counted, Carlos Rodon had a perfect game through through eight in a third. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he hit a guy in the foot, and that was that's just, like... Stop. The other the other side of it too is he was at ninety eight pitches through seven. It's like can Ooh. he like can he go you know another thirty forty? Eh, maybe Mad not. Bum? Like yeah, not that he's yeah he's yeah. not. Is he the guy? I don't know, this is way off. Topic, the wood. Did he did he today. win the the All Star Game car like five or six years ago? I think he they won like the some... World Series MVP one. And they gave him a car, and he had such yeah. a very—I I gotta send this out later. Just the goofiest post-game interview about winning the car. Um, he also my favorite fact sponsor. about him—he uh, he dated a girl named Madison Bumgarner growing up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, too bad they didn't get married. I know. I, I thought we we're gonna talk about how he liked the chop wood, but I completely was off. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more interesting things about Mad Bum. It's a mad man. Uh, all right. Teams to start watching. We've got some surprises. San Francisco, as I mentioned, they're in second place, uh, one game out of first. Uh, huge surprise, I would say. Uh, but they're not a team that tanks. They always really do try to be competitive. Like, they have a good – I hate the Giants personally, but I can respect that they have a good organization. Like, they they are good to the fans. They, like, actively try to put good product on the field. They don't – at least that's my take on them. Brian, you could shit on them if you want because they're an NL West pe- player, but – well, I mean, I like to me the best West rivalry is Dodgers Giants. Like every game, and like that's just like growing up. It's always been a good rivalry, and like they they teams hate each other. It's always been a fun one, um, and it's like s- since they were both in New York, like it's just been a great historic rivalry. Uh, but I agree, like I love to hate them, but I also love that they do stay competitive enough to have every game like be a good one, even when the Giants are terrible. It's like well, they still have all these guys who can come up and still make a difference. And all of them always know. That was my favorite thing is, like, Dodgers Giants, if they're both bad, like, or one of them's good, one of them's bad, like, they still try to win. Like, it's like they put all their effort into beating the other team. So I, I really like that rivalry, but I do like that they don't really, like, give up. Um, I mean, it might, like, bite them in the ass, but maybe this is the fruits of, hey, we didn't tank ever, and we're still going to be a competitive team. We'll see how the season progresses with that, but – um it is there there it's i love when dodgers and giants are both good i think it's good for baseball um i'd rather them be bad but uh, you know i don't good i think they're a good, orga- good stadium it's, good organization they're probably one of the best run franchises in the mlb um and that's we talked about you know the mess that was the rockies just a little bit ago like this is complete opposite like this organization 
knows what it takes to win, has a, a plan and formula in place, hires the right people, trusts in those people, those players, their development. And yeah, like they might, you know, kind of stall them sometimes. They might not be a true contender some years, but they're always trying to strive for the best. So kudos. They're the 2010s second. version of the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. That's a good I like that. That's I, would. I like that. Uh, all right, the Royals also in first place, um, which they drafted me in road to the show, so I'm a huge Royals guy now. Um, I'll be become my 85-mile-an-hour two-seamer. <laughs> uh, Royals 14-7, and seven, uh, leading the division by two games over the White Sox, who have definitely struggled been on and off. They look like they're on a little bit of a heater recently. Um, I think they won four in a row as of last night. So Sox are nipping at the heels of the Royals, but Royals look good. Yeah, I think that was the thing that, you know, we kind of not wrote them off. We were just one of those teams like, oh, they're probably sellers at the deadline. And then, like, Nick and I saw them in spring training. We, like, going through that lineup. We're like, wow, they actually have a pretty decent lineup. Um, and they've, they've, they're have they good. Uh, Salvador Perez looks like he's back. Ben Attendee has been an amazing pickup for them. Um, Danny Duffy, who's one of their pitchers, I think he's like a .4 ERA right now. Um, he's from my hometown. Shout out Danny Duffy. Shout out Santa Barbara. Um, but he has Go he's Dons. been amazing. The Dons. Um, <laughs> the Dons. But, he, but he's been amazing. So it's, um, you know, if they keep it up, I think we might see the Royals White Sox. And uh, we can talk about the Twins, too. I think they've been been t- terrible and they were like we thought it would be white Sox twins um as like the battle and it might be white Sox royals yeah i mean only thing to add to that is your point bp it'd be nice to see a third team um in the al central just again compete for it and then kansas city's doing it right now we'll see if they can keep it up but i do think the Sox once they get hot will probably you know find their way to the top pretty easily and then it'll be kind of maybe casey and minnesota fighting for a, a wild card spot in the playoffs who knows so it's kind of fun to see him play well what I love a lot about baseball is the position that the Royals are in currently, where it's like you get off to a really hot start, and there are teams like the the Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees, Indians, Twins, are all, and even the Astros will throw in there, six teams that probably think they're in a good wild card spot starting the season, are struggling, and they don't look very good. And you're already you're five games ahead of those teams right now. If you want, you know, even if you were just looking at like the second wild card spot or something, it's like you have a position now that you can start to play more like the Padres. If you want to push to go win some games right now to put more pressure on these teams, like you can, you could really generate some space between you and the next team by June or July where the deadline comes into play. And maybe you're still a seller, but like, you know, you make the first half of the season way more interesting because you had a really good three weeks in April, which is, I, I just love that about baseball because no one talks about this in September when you win a division by one game. But it really right. is like, you know, the a, it's winning 13 games in a row after, like, sucking ass for a week. Like, it makes a huge difference. So shout out the Royals. I think, I'm mean, very interested to watch them over the next two months. Which leads us to the, a couple of teams I just mentioned, I, specifically the Yankees. They look like trash. I don't know what is going on in New York. Uh, I picked them to make the World Series, and I feel dumb. <laughs> that is pretty much my take. Gary Sanchez, I thought, was going to be an all-star. He looked so good through the first, like, five, six games. And he is now, I think he's batting, like, 180. Like, I, he's just, he's, he looks bad again. There, it's so interesting. I, I've seen some like highlights, or I guess you could call them lowlights. They're like defense is terrible. They're like missing cutoff guys. They're just like lackadaisical in the field. It's like Gary Sanchez is missing like their past balls, all this stuff, and it's it's like they it, it almost looks like they don't care on defense. Like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, and I feel like if you don't care on defense, that leads to like everything being terrible. Um, but yeah, and it's like when people who are Yankees fans or like in Yankees media are like tweeting out that they're excited that the Yankees won, you know, something's wrong. <laughs> like the Yankees should only, it should be like tweeting stuff. Like they shouldn't lose ever. And it's like, no, they won. Like we're, they're back on track maybe. And then they lose two in a row. You know what I find really interesting about this Yankees team is this is like another baseball anomaly is Aaron judge and Stanton. If you look at, like, the new metric in baseball for the last, like, two, three years is, like, exit velocity, right? Like, how hard is the guy hitting the ball, even if he's batting 180, but he's, you know, 
he's making really solid hard contact, like water finds its level. You're assuming that guy is going to start putting balls in certain spots and is going to, the fruits of that labor are going to pay off. Stanton and Judge are like number two and three or like one and three in batted balls in play over 108 miles an hour. Like, they have some absolute piss rockets. <laughs> but, like, the T, they, like, can't win games. I don't understand what's going on because the metrics would tell me that, like, these two guys should be leading the league in home runs and be, the you know, the fearsome Bronx Bombers. But, like, yeah, they're 9-12. and 12. They're tied with the Orioles for last place. The Yankees are must-watch TV right now for, for everybody. <laughs> and let me let me explain myself. Let me explain this. If you're a Yankees fan, you know you have to be obviously disappointed with how poorly the team has looked so far, and you, and you got to be watching to hopefully just be with your team and get through this lump, you know? That being said, for the rest of us who despise the New York Yankees, it's fun to watch them be bad, is it not? I mean, they must watch TV either way. So tune in to watch them be terrible if you like watching them be terrible, and tune in if you need to see them turn around if you're a Yankees oh, fan. Dude, I tuned in for uh, Indians – Yankees uh, this last weekend. It was Shane Bieber versus Garrett Cole. I took the dog for a nice long walk. I was like, this is going to be sick. I'm going to watch this. As soon as I turned in, Jose Ramirez took uh, Cole to like, just the only reason he didn't hit a home run is because Aaron Judge's giant fucking melon kept the game in because he's huge. He's just like a monster in right field. So he kept the ball in play, but uh, it was a triple. And I was just like, um, an absolute rocket. Yeah, I think the one, I mean, we talked about this on the last episode too, is like their pitching outside of Garrett Cole is awful. I pulled up their, I pulled up the ERA. Jordan Montgomery, four starts, 4.5 ERA, which is the second best on the team. That one. Uh, Jam- yeah, Jamison Tallion, uh, 6.23 ERA through four starts. Corey Kluber, 5.4 ERA through four starts. And then Domingo Herman, 6.23 through three starts. I mean, like, Garrett Cole is the only like they have what what do you say nine wins? It's like probably all of Garrett Cole's games and then luck the other ones like that they won. Yeah, it's a New York problem. It's Degrom and Cole, and the team still can't win any games. Um, they should trade for Zach Davies. Would love the return on on the U Darvish. I mean, if it, yeah, right if now. you get if you can get U Darvish for Zach Davies, you can probably get a, a Garrett Cole maybe. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that return. That'd be sick. <laughs> Zach Davies looks so bad. Speak, but speaking of bad pitching, um, yeah, the, I mean, he maybe he'll fit into the Yankees. I would love to see him not pitch for the Cubs anymore. But um, <laughs> that's how my first three weeks of baseball are. I'm just like a defeated <laughs> fan. I went from like, I'm just. Uh, anywho. start listen. Start listing off players. You're like, I don't want to see this guy in the Cubs uniform. Get this guy out of here. You want to know what's so frustrating is Chris Bryant looks so good. He does. He hit a game. He Zach Davies, uh, the game tonight, so we're recording on Monday night, April 26th. Zach Davies gave up four runs to the Braves in the first inning. He looks so bad. He, on so many levels, is is just a bad pitcher in baseball currently, and he might turn it around, but right now he's terrible. Chris Bryant hit a game-tying grand slam in the fourth inning. Huge. It was unbelievable. They didn't even have a hit. They got, like, two guys on, a third walk. Chris Bryant comes up, hit a grand slam. And the very next inning, Zach Davies gave up another home run. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> like brutal. Absolutely brutal. He just bailed you out. Like, get, <laughs> put, get some backbone and, like, let's get through this inning. Not just immediately Dansby Swanson hit a home run. So he sucks. Um, but I digress. Uh Quickly, I, I do want to – I'm just looking at the MLB standings, and I think this is very funny. Then we could talk about another NL Central. We're going to talk about the Brewers real quick. we got to give a shout-out to our guy, and Don. The NL East, uh, if you look at the standings, the Mets are leading the division currently at 9-8. and eight. We said this was like going to be the best and most competitive division in baseball. Maybe it's because they're all so good that none of them have more than 10 wins. But, like, it's it looks bad. The Phillies are in second place at 10-11. and 11. Your second wild card te- or your first wild card team, the Phillies. I mean, they don't. I've watched a couple games uh, of NL East. They don't look. They don't look terrible. I, I think they're they're good. I think the Nationals are probably a lot worse than we we thought. I think they're just injured all the time. I think Juan Soto just went on the the ten or fifteen day IL. I mean, Patrick Corbin just, looks bad. Patrick Corbin doesn't look great at all. Um, so I mean, like. I think the Nationals, it's going to be tough for them to to bounce back. Miami, we already know they're back. I'm surprised the Braves are 
nine and 12. I feel like they're a team that like ESPN, for example, talks about all the time because they got Acuna and Albies and Freddie Freeman. And then you look at their record and like, why are we, they're just always talked <laughs> about. Um, it's but a yeah, weird I mean, division like, so far. It, it is weird. It's going to be a dog like, fight. Yeah. That, that's my, my take is like it, I think these teams are, have a lot of talent on them. They might not be performing to their level right now as a, as a team, but you I mean, Phillies, Rogers, I know that's your squad right now for, for this division, the Mets, Braves, even the Marlins, who knows? Like it's going to be a dog fight to see who comes out of it. And maybe if one, maybe it might just be one team makes the playoffs. Who knows? I do. Um, while we're on this division, uh, I need to share my Jacob DeGram outstanding stat of the day, which I texted you guys earlier. Um, I did not come up with the stat. This was uh, tweeted out by Jared Carabas over at Barstool, the uh, starting nine podcast. But after his complete game shutout with 15 strikeouts, DeGrom got his ERA down to 2.00 since the start of 2018. So over his last 80 starts, he has a 2.0 ERA, 678 strikeouts in 518 innings, and he's 27 and 20. <laughs> it's insane. That's like, it's insane. That's just a not real stat. Like, I just can't believe that that exists. Yeah, it's... It's not that's ideal. So that's why pitcher wins don't matter, and like the 300 win club is just a stupid thing that was made up 100 years ago. Right, when guys would go nine innings, then that's it. Like you didn't have relief pitchers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, yeah. you don't. When a win does matter, because you're not. Even though, like, whatever, if you offense <laughs> yeah, never shows good up. Good point. There's no bullpens. Yeah, <laughs> the game. Um, let's talk about another great pitcher, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, honestly, more than just Brandon Woodruff, the Brewers, uh, him and Corbin Burns look fantastic they they really are rising stars i i would say elite at this point they've been elite starting pitchers um so shout out you and don for the call on, on woody I, I this is my team i told you guys i just like their makeup i did not think the pitching was going to be um this good all around to begin the season but i mean brandon woodruff let's just you know rattle off some stats real quick because i can era 1.55 victory lap <laughs> whip 0.724 Ks per nine, 10.6. People are hitting 134 against this guy right now. He is pitching like the Cy Young winner, which I predicted he would be. So another shout out to myself. But yeah, like the Brewers, another shout out to myself. Just looking great right now to start to see. Not they great, look good. but they're but they're good. They're playing good ball. And even without Yelich, and the good thing for them is I think came back, I think either today or yesterday, his back looks fine in terms of like no surgery, anything like that. But they're doing this without one of the best hitters typically in baseball. So Shout out to them. Yeah, I would say this is a perfect start for the Brewers. If you're a Brewers fan, you got to be ecstatic that these two guys have leveled up to this capability. You're leading the division by two right now. Um, without Yelich, he's been hurt. The guy, the rest of the team has been really solid. Um, and this is like kind of what I was mentioning with the Royals. Like it's fun in the early part of the season to do the well. It's just a small sample size, but those small sample sizes matter over a long season. Like if you. The, Brewer, the Brewers and the Cubs have played three series so far. The Brewers have won all three series by a game, but they won the rubber match every single time. Those things add up. Like, if you're a team that wants to compete with the Brewers at the end of the season, you now have a three-game lag because you've, you lost early in the season. Like, those things add up, and, like, they look so much better than the Cubs currently. So that's – I'm just like it's – t- it's tough to watch. Yeah, Corbin and I Burns think like and Woody are just demolishing that team. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Brian. No, I, I think we're, and like and it's like the central too. We talked about the NL Central being one of those teams or one of those divisions. That's like it might not be great. Any team could win it, and that those are the things that two starting pitchers who are potentially vying for a Cy Young if they keep it up, like that's going to make the difference in this division, you know. Um, so those are the like you said those games against the division are important early on um, especially in a division where four of the teams could easily make a push and, and win it yeah because the level of competition is just not the same in this division so like if you to that point if you can swing a series that means you're swinging a week in your favor if you can swing two weeks you got a whole month in your favor you swing a couple of months to get like these guys can make such a huge difference over the course of an eight-month season because they they are just that much better on average per start than the next best guy in the division. And you're just like good for the brewers. They, they've got a nice little ball club going on without Yelich. So hopefully he's healthy and back soon. He's a very fun baseball player to watch. Very frustrating as an opposing fan, but he's great. 
Nick, you can end on. You can take your um, April victory lap for having one bold prediction that <laughs> seems to be going in your favor. That that's the one I'm very proud of right now. And then yeah, Willie Castro. We've you know we don't need to talk about him anymore. Honestly, is oh, he even, one other team. Is he one starting? Is he a starting shortstop for the so Tigers? We had him at short. We moved him to the second recently. Um, oh man, he's not going to be in the conversation for a top you ten. You know, shortstop. next thing you know, he's going to be playing first base. Who knows what we're doing with him? <laughs> but, but but no, I do. I got to give one more shout out to one more team too, because um, I know we're almost basically done with our, our lineup for the day. But um, Seattle, gotta give you guys some love. Uh, like I said, my Tigers stink. I'm looking for teams to watch. I'm going to watch you this week, so uh, I'll give you my thoughts next week. All right. Sounds like a plan. They're, they're a Don's team. corner. Don's corner. The Mariners I, are I, very The Mariners are sweet. Yeah, yeah, the Mariners are cool. Shed Great jerseys. Long. Great name. Shedlong baseball name. Oh, top five baseball name. His, him and Jazz Chisholm are like Ooh. very Ryan cool Mount, Ryan Mountcastle on the, on the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan Mountcastle I don't think fits the – his body type doesn't fit the description of his name. Like he's a guy I would assume is like Prince Fielder looking. Yeah. Just like a big, he's just like a big guy. He just like happens to mash baseballs. Mount Castle. Yeah. Right. He's a game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that, that does it for this week. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and listening. Give us that five star review. Follow us on the socials. Uh, We'll be back. Uh, next Sunday. I'll be very hungover from my cousin's wedding, so <laughs> it'll be a I'm great episode. Head. So you gotta you gotta yeah. already prep the download for next week. Yeah, I'll record from the party bus. <laughs> Alright. See you fellas. Bye. That was fun. We recorded a long time. That was a good one. That was good. Baseball's great. the best. Baseball is the best. I think I'm going to start doing that. I I like that. Every week, I'm going to watch a team that might be doing good because my team stinks and just report back on that team. Give a two-minute take on them. Yeah, do like a grading report. Like a, yeah. You know? Pitching is. I watched five Orioles games this week. Suck it through it. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Orioles. (laughs) What I can tell you is that they're bad. They suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. I like that segment. All right, Leah. I would let, let's get back on the Sunday train yep. and just cool. uh, consistently record on Sundays. And I have some free time again this week. Wedding planning is is definitely uh, on the back burner, so I'll reach out to um, some interview folks. Can you Love send me that message you send to people again? Yeah, I have some yeah, people yeah. I'm gonna reach out to. Yeah, slide into the DMs. Hell yeah! All right, cool. See you, cool. boys. All See right. you, fellas. Bye. <laughs>